Hello, busy, vibrant moms. I'm excited I get to come and talk to you today about five easy steps to get your kids to clean up instead of using the floor as a garbage dump, right? (laughs) I think that's pretty true for most all of us, right? Oh, cleaning and kids do not usually go together, do they? Does your house look like a family of squirrels has taken over? Sometimes mine does. Toys strewn about, dishes and food on the kitchen counter, gunky counters, food everywhere, beds unmade, and random stuff all over the floor. Puzzle pieces, toys, all kinds of things you wouldn't even notice if uh, you didn't step on them. Oh, welcome, Mama. It's hard to concentrate on what you need to get done when everywhere you look, it's a disaster. I know I have a lot of uh, difficulty getting clarity on my thoughts and what I need to do for the day when I just look around and everything is out of place, all over the place. It just makes me feel like a little bit scattered, but also that I have to do all these different chores and I have all these other different jobs that I have to take care of. So I just feel scattered and kind of uh, crazy, shall we say, when everything is strewn about everywhere. So here today are five easy tips to help your kids clean up and stop using the house as their personal garbage can or dump either one, depending on how much trash your kids uh, dish out. So in the first round of kids versus house, put your kids to work. That's why we had them, right? Just kidding. We teach our kids um, at our house that they get allowance because they're part of our family unit. And being part of our family also comes with responsibility. They are responsible for doing certain things because they're in a family, because we're a family unit and we help each other, and this is just what we do. So part of their responsibilities are making their bed, tidying up their room, getting dressed, packing up their backpack for school, packing their lunches, emptying the dishwasher, cleaning their plates. So these are things that they're required to do on a daily basis that we have instilled upon them of this is what you do when you get up. You get dressed, you make your bed, tidy up your room, head downstairs. It's just a routine. It's how things go. So the more routines that you can put into place of helping your kiddos, the better. Definitely put your kids to work. Sometimes we actually have extra work that we ask our kids to help out with, like cleaning up outside or cleaning the garage or getting ready to host people. Maybe there's a lot to do. Um, Typically, there's a lot to do before people come over, getting food ready or water, putting out silverware, cleaning up an area, all those fun things um, we usually need a bit more help with. So our kids have now been extra helpful and sometimes they'll um, jump up and help us or they're eager to help because their friends are coming over. We've also asked them to pull weeds and help out with yard work. So we've taught them that this is just what you do when we need help. Like you just pitch in. You're a family unit. Sometimes we pitch in when they need help cleaning something up. 
They pitch in when we need help cleaning something up. So we work together. Number one, as we said, put your kids to work. Number two, clean up as you go. So I have another episode that I expanded upon this of a bit more clean up as you go, but it is a huge help to just clean up as you do things and you finish up with things so that when you turn around and look back, you don't have a huge trail of stuff throughout the house. I have to say, being honest, that we don't always do this all the time especially on Saturday mornings when our kids love to just hang out and watch nature shows and lounge about the living room. Uh, It gets a little messy. They bring all the blankets out, (laughs) as many as they can, probably 10 blankets, lots of stuffed animals. So they're hanging out on the couch. Before we watch the nature videos, they're usually eating breakfast. So that's all out on the counter. Uh, If they've gotten up earlier than that, they maybe do their homework or play at the kitchen table or read a book. So all those things are out as well. Water bottles from the morning um, and then maybe a random puzzle or a game if they got bored before or during the um, nature shows. So all those things are all over the place. We usually leave them out until about noon. Our oldest doesn't like getting up until noon anyway, and our middle child likes to be in his PJs until noon, and the youngest one is up bright and early at seven o'clock to play with everybody. So (laughs) as the morning rolls on through, eventually it's time to do something else, and then we have everybody clean up at one big time. So that can also work. Uh, But cleaning up as you go is definitely preferred. Sometimes we motivate our kids to clean up what they're doing by using treats or bribes or something they might want to do like a video game. Uh, Like saying, hey, go ahead and clean up this game. You've been really good today and then we'll let you play an hour of Minecraft. And boy, do they clean up that video game quick, that uh game quickly or that puzzle or whatever is out they are like ready for it but we just wanted to teach them to pick up after themselves and to just ingrain that into them that it would be a natural rhythm of putting away their toys and the things that they're doing after you're done with them it's totally fine to take them out to have a bunch of stuff out But when they're done, we really want them to just be ingrained of the habit of putting it away. I'm done with this thing. I put it away. Then I go do this other thing. And truth be told, um, they did need some help at the beginning when we were starting these routines of, okay, time to clean up. Everybody clean up these things. So we would jump in and maybe help them out. Now they know how to clean up everything. (laughs) They're old enough to know and to get started on it. Another way that does also work in our favor when you're trying to clean up quickly is to use it as a game or a competition because sometimes you can uh, use that time to encourage them of, okay, let's see how many blocks we can put away in five minutes. Okay, I think I can get more blocks than you can. Let's take 15 minutes and see what we can get done. So if you 
hurry it up and make it kind of fun like a game. Even our boys especially will jump into whatever kind of competition is going on. So they will be a bit more likely to um, clean up and less whining, shall we say. So as we go back, the first round in kids versus house is to put your kids to work. The second round is to clean up as you go. And the third one is to have boundaries, especially with that messy stuff like glitter and slime and sand and rocks and sticks. All those things I tend to like to stay in the garage. Uh... Some of them I can handle in our kitchen, but for the most part, all those things stay outside. (laughs) It works a lot better as far as cleaning up stuff and useful things. I find that if I have glitter everywhere, I just go crazy. So if we do glitter in the garage, that's great. That's fine. If it dumps, which inevitably it will, It's easy to clean up or to spray off or that kind of a thing. So keep the super messy stuff outside or in just in the kitchen. I know we have a rule to keep all of our food and drink except for water uh, in the kitchen. So that way it's not in the living room. It's not upstairs. It's not in the bedrooms. It's not in the bathroom. This definitely helps keep the mess to one location and makes it easier to clean. Because as I said, you know they're going to dump whatever thing this is. If they have a bowl of popcorn, they're going to dump it. Um, A glass of juice all over the couch. All those things. And then you find crumbs and pieces of food all over the place. In your carpet, in your seat cushions, in your couch cushions, on blankets, all over. So we've just made it really easy by saying we only eat in the kitchen. That way, anything that gets dumped or spilled or sticky or all over the place is in the kitchen. So the rest of the house stays nice and clean. And you know when you sit down on the couch, you're not going to have to move a wad of garbage or feel sticky fingers. So that is a huge thing. With that also... Um, I have to say, since they were very little, I've kept all of our craft stuff downstairs in our kitchen as well, so that whenever they want to do craft stuff, we have this big tablecloth that we put out. We got it at Bed Bath & Beyond. You can get them, um, just order them off their website, and it's actually like a thicker table mat that goes underneath a tablecloth. And so we just put it on our kitchen table and then it protects the kitchen table a little bit more if they're coloring or whatever it is that they're doing. We found it to be really helpful because then instead of marking on the table, you're marking on this wipeable mat. And at the end, you just wipe it all off with a sponge, hang it up on a chair to dry for a few minutes, and then fold it up and put it back. So the kids now know when they do an art project or painting or any kind of thing that's just messy or glue or whatever, they take it out, put it on the table, and then they can color or do stuff on it. We even take it out when they're doing homework or other projects. It just, 
automatically goes on top of the table and then the kids work on it, which makes it super easy. But with that, when they were really little, as I said, I kept all the craft stuff downstairs in our kitchen, all the pens and pencils and scissors and crayons and all those things. They lived downstairs where I could keep an eye on them that they weren't going to go on the wall or on a toy or their brother's eye or, you know, anywhere else that they really shouldn't be. It was only when our kids got older and more mature to use craft supplies, pens, papers, markers, all those things, when they had their own desk and we felt that they were mature enough to use stuff on paper instead of the walls and everywhere else. So in that sense, we kept things pretty clean as well because we were able to teach them while they were doing crafts that, no, we don't draw all over our arms or our face or our brother's arms or all those fun things we don't draw on the wall or the furniture so they could learn those lessons where I could be watching them and then later when I wasn't around and they were hanging out in their room doing homework or working on a project I knew they weren't going to mark on the wall or at least they knew they shouldn't mark on the wall so as we go kids versus house The first rule that we mentioned uh, was to put your kids to work. The second one was to clean up as you go. The third one was to have boundaries. Number four is to send those kids outside. I know that as our kids are growing up, especially the boys, they are getting more destructive and the games they're playing are just a bit rougher. Instead of rolling a ball and gently tossing a pillow or an animal or something like that, they're climbing over the couch, throwing balls in the house, like big soccer balls, sword fighting, um, wrestling with big, big, strong wrestling matches, or perhaps practicing parkour on our living room furniture and trying to get from one end of our living room to the other without touching the floor. So fun, but destructive. So we find that if they're being too disruptive in the house, it's just our cue that they need to head on outside and burn off some steam. So we let them play outside. We kick them outside and tell them, go play. Play basketball or tetherball or soccer or biking or foursquare or chalk drawings or nerf gun battles or water fights. Go play outside. You clearly have enough energy. Go play outside. So we have found that that helps a lot. Just sending our kids out into the backyard or the front yard or the driveway or the garage. Get them just running around wears them out and they just need it. If you don't have a big backyard or a big front yard, um, you can always use the street if you live on a safe area, a safe street, or you can move your cars out of the garage if you have a garage and then have kids playing in there. If your garage is messy, it's a bonus because you can be working on cleaning up your garage at the same time you're keeping an eye on the kids playing in the garage. Might get a little crazy at times, I'm not going to lie, but you might be able to get your garage done, wear your kids out, and then everybody go take a nap. 
just saying that might be the way to go. So as we have this war on clutter and encouraging our kids to keep our house clean, number one, we want to put our kids to work and teach them routines that help them automatically clean up after themselves and be responsible. Number two, we want to encourage them to clean up as they go so that those tidy routines are just set in motion. Number three, to have boundaries. Make it a little easier for yourself by keeping all the food in the kitchen. Number four, sending those jumpy kids outside to burn off some steam. And our last one. Number five, getting your hands dirty. Most of the times as moms, we need to model the behavior first. Looking back now, I I see how a lot of our modeling has paid off, where oftentimes we started the routine of this is just what we do. We clean up, we get up, we get dressed, make our bed, tidy our room, go downstairs. It's just what we do. So that these routines are already set in place and the kids know, I'm finished with this puzzle. Okay, it's time to clean it up, put it away, let's go outside. It has helped so much. Our kids pretty much automatically pick up after themselves, but they do have to be reminded Uh, (laughs) once in a while. In this kind of getting your hands dirty thought, there's also the thought of just building margin throughout your day. I know in the last episode I talked more about this, but we just want to build in time throughout your day to just kind of tidy up, whether that be in the morning. I know I get home from taking the boys to school, take a quick shower, and then tidy up upstairs, make sure we're all good to go, and head on downstairs. And then I tidy up while I am grabbing my morning breakfast. And it just works out. It's great. Also, don't forget to give away junk. The less stuff that you have just lying about, the less toys and gunk there is to clean up. If you give away a bunch of junk and a bunch of stuff, there's less to play with and there's less to take out and put away and put back and find the tiny little pieces of a doll like a Barbie shoe and it's a lot easier. So make sure that if you don't need it, you toss it out or give it away. Have a place for everything. Have an easy storage solution that looks beautiful, that hides the toys. So this is something that maybe you can't see. It's a cabinet or a cupboard. We have an ottoman that used to have all the baby toys in it. We just throw them all in. And if it didn't fit, then we gave some of those toys away. But the kids always knew they could open it and dive in the bottom for toys. And then when they were all done, we just threw them all back in. It was great because it made our living room look much cleaner and more put together. And then it looked like an adult space. It didn't look like our kids have taken over and just live there full time. It looked like you could easily sit down and entertain somebody at any moment. 
So pretty awesome. We now have some blankets and some puzzles in there. So the kids open it up and they know they have blankets and puzzles. Some movie nights, they might grab the blanket. Maybe the other day they were bored and they grabbed a puzzle. So all kinds of fun stuff. But it's tucked away where we don't need to look at it all the time. So it's very easy. Also, another bonus with this is all that mail and paper and random stuff that just goes into living on the kitchen counter, right? And it slowly moves from pile to pile and slides on down as it gets bigger. All that paperwork, all of our mail and office stuff just goes directly into our office because we, I have found that that's where we do all of it. That's where our computers are. That's where we're going to work on stuff. It also helps to clean up the rest of the house and just have one room that is kind of a crazy mess or a little bit of a disaster because then you look in there and you know you're working on all these projects. But whereas if you walk around your house and you look around, you can see it's clean, it's not cluttered, it's picked up. So all those things are just huge mentally because they help you just take a deep breath of fresh air. So in the end, your house will definitely be messy some days. But it doesn't mean that it has to stay this way the whole time. As I said, my hope is that you will use these tips and tricks that we've talked about today to bring you more sanity. We want you to work on what you can, but really don't lose the fact that the most important thing is to love our kids and to make memories because all this other stuff is just stuff. It's our kids that are the only thing that is going to last. So make sure that if your house is messy, take a deep breath, hang out with your kids, and then everybody clean it together. I have a huge announcement just for this uh, podcast. I'm starting off doing some coaching. So if you need help getting organized and figuring out your day just a bit more to make it more vibrant, contact me through the Facebook group. I would love to help you out and to coach you on super specific things that you can do in your family to help and to alleviate some of the day-to-day pesky nagging problems, I would be so honored to uh, coach you in some of these areas that you may need some help on. So come join me in the Facebook group. I would love to connect and just say hi. Hopefully uh, you want to come on over there and get all of your issues or problems under control. And with that, please live life more vibrantly every day.